Welcome to the Rescue Church Podcast. You are listening to a message from our Wednesday night service. I'm going to talk about the kingdom of God. Now, in order to understand anyone, we need to understand their fundamental message. And we, when we look at Jesus, he began by saying that he is bringing the kingdom of God. So to who is he bringing the kingdom of God? To everyone on planet Earth. He brought it first to the Jews, but then he said this message will go to the Gentiles. It'll go to everyone on planet Earth. Now, Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15 Now, after Jesus was, I mean, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So what did he mean by that? So I have a paraphrase. You know, paraphrase is just the same thing in other words. And the Kairos moment is here. Change the way you think about God, about yourself, and about your world. Turn around and believe the good news because I have brought my kingdom with me. I have brought my kingdom with me. Jesus has brought the kingdom of God to this earth. Hallelujah. He has brought the whole kingdom with him. Okay? There's nothing in the kingdom that you can't have. It's all here. Jesus brought the entire kingdom of God with him when he came to the earth. And the secret or the... It's almost a secret because... Before we got born again, we didn't understand. And what do we have to do? We have to repent. <laughs> repent. Yep, that's true. And so, do, does everybody know what kairos means? Because I'll explain it. Kair, there's two kinds of time in Greek. There's chronos, which is seconds, minutes, hours, weeks, days, years decades, and that's how you keep time, and that's what the clock tells us. But the other kind of time is kairos, and kairos is God appointed this moment for this thing. Another thing you could say is, hey, the grapes are ready to be picked. It's kairos for the grapes. It's the moment when we harvest the grapes, okay? So... The Kairos moment is here. God's moment. He sent me here to the earth at this time. Change the way you think about God, about yourself, and about your world. Turn around and believe the good news because I have brought my kingdom with me. The kingdom of God came to earth with Jesus, and it's all 
around us. It's all here. God is working. There was a song we sang, God is doing miracles. Even here, even as we listen, God is doing things. And in order to tune in, we need to... Anybody got the word? We need to turn around. The word repent in Greek is metanoeo, and it means a change of mind from evil to good or a change of direction. So if I'm going this way and I repent, I, I turn around, I start going this way. If my mind is evil and I'm thinking how I can get out ahead on this transaction where and I change my mind, then I stop thinking evil and I start thinking good, okay? So that is repenting. Now, that's why it's such a secret, because nobody in the world wants to repent. Hallelujah. <laughs> I got to admit that I'm wrong, <laughs> but like, I don't even, I don't even go near it. That's why it's a secret. Because as soon as we say, Lord, I'm a sinner, forgive me, all of a sudden he forgives us and he loves us. And it's so simple, yet it's so foreign. It's so not for me, you know, until it happens to you. And then you realize, wow, God loves me. So there is a future world. After Christ comes back, we're all going to be living in paradise, okay? But right now, the world that we're living in right now, we are battling to establish the kingdom of heaven on planet Earth. Hallelujah. And that's, that's not going to change. What we learn about the kingdom of God now is going to be the same after we die and go to heaven. It's the same kingdom. We are going to be living in the kingdom of God forever. And it's all here today. But we haven't seen it because we haven't repented. And we haven't repented enough. Or maybe we haven't uh, repented the right way. But there's some people who get a little, and some people who get more, and some people who get a lot, because they get it. Now, this room is filled with radio waves and Wi-Fi waves and, and other waves, but if you don't have a device, you're not going to get a signal from one of those radio stations or from one of those Wi-Fi stations or Bluetooth. You follow me? So God could be working all around you and you might not know, because you're not tuned in. Tuned in. Okay, so we need to repent in order to open up our minds to believe the truth of God, that Jesus came with all of his kingdom. And there's no more kingdom that Jesus didn't bring. He didn't leave some behind. He brought it all. And when we live in the kingdom, that's going to serve us really well because we'll live in the kingdom forever and ever and ever. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely good news. <laughs> so it's important tonight that we realize how much we have left on the table. All that God has promised has now come to earth. Now it is our job to receive all that God has promised us. Our job is to receive everything that Jesus brought. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Remember the device that gets the radio signal? Unless you're born again, you're not going to see it. it. You will miss it. God could be moving right all around you, and you won't see anything. Unless we accept the gift of repentance, we will never see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here all around us, but if we fail to see it, if we fail to change our thinking, that's what repenting is. It's a change of our thinking. If we fail to get on God's wavelength, we'll never see it, or we'll see a lesser version of it. The, okay, so I mentioned that there's a lot of things in this room. Now, when I go out in the spring and, and I pick up branches that are lying in my lawn and uh, I take them to the pile where I keep branches and I, I'm amazed because after I pick up all the big branches, suddenly there's smaller branches. <laughs> so now I have to go around my house again and pick up smaller branches and put them on the pile where I keep the sticks. And then I notice little branches. So this isn't necessarily something that happens to you tonight only. There'll be revelations to come. But the big branches, those are the ones we pick up first, right? Yeah. yeah. So if a big branch falls down, you know, when spring comes and we go outside, we go, that's, that's like, that's messing up my lawn. I got to pick it up. But then we see other branches. So there, it's a progression. Yeah. We, we get a little today and we get a little tomorrow. There's more in the gospel about living life in the kingdom of God than there is information on how to get to heaven. It's all about living the gospel here. It's not like there's not too many instructions on how to get to heaven. It's about living life here. Jesus is interested in us living life fruitfully on planet Earth. And when he comes back, it'll change. But until then, we are living life here. And then when we die, we continue to live life, the same kingdom in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus said, change the way you think about God, about yourselves, and about your world. When we repent and change our minds, change our thoughts, we begin to see the kingdom of God and how big it is. 
and what God's doing all over the place. And uh, there's a lady in my home group, and we were having a discussion. And she said, God uses us. He doesn't need us. He could do everything himself. And I said, God loves us. He created us. He has given us a job to preach his gospel. So we went back and forth for a long moment. And then, finally, we just let it sit. I, I didn't convince her. She didn't convince me. We both had our, our positions. And then one day in church, a few weeks later, I got an idea. So I went and talked to her after church. And I said, do you love your children? She goes, yes. And I said, do you like to do things with your children? And she said, oh, yes. And sometimes it costs a lot because I have to go out and rent a house and we all get together. And I said, that's why God loves to do things with us. We're his children. She got it. But if she had not changed her mind, she wouldn't have seen it. She changed her mind. She got it. She saw it. But she wasn't about to change her mind without a good argument, a good example. And, and you know, that's what God gave me in church that day. So it, her mind changed. So we need to see the kingdom of God, and we need to have our mind changed. And the easiest way for us to have our mind changed is for us to, oh, we're getting it now, repent. <laughs> I realize even Christians don't like to repent twice. <laughs> I repented once. <laughs> <laughs> But every time we repent, we get another revelation of God. Hallelujah. We get another revelation of how God thinks about me. And I get a revelation of who I am. And then I get a revelation of the world I live in. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Corinthians 2.6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Paul is writing. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So when we love God, we're happy to repent. When we love God, we see the things that he's prepared for us. When we love God, we get the revelation of God is working all around us. But God revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. 
For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So the Holy Spirit is in us and he reveals all kinds of things that God has shown us. And we have the word of God. So how many people remember before you were born again, the word of God didn't mean anything? You read it, but you didn't get it. It agitated you? Okay, so when we have the Holy Spirit living in us, we read the Bible and all of a sudden it makes sense. So without the Spirit of God, we can't even understand the Word of God. So we have the Word of God and we have the Spirit of God and that's what gives us wisdom. That's what gives us revelation. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit reveals the truth in the Word of God. So when we read the Word of God with the Spirit of God, we get supernatural wisdom. Hallelujah. Romans 5.17 For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much that, so that's Adam and Eve, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So we are to reign in this life through grace and the gift of righteousness of Christ. But if we fail to see it, if we don't see it, if we can't see it, we won't get it. If our thinking doesn't agree with God's creation, God's kingdom, then we're not going to see it. Does that make sense? If I don't repent and, and learn what God is doing, which is everything, then how can I agree with him? How can I uh, prosper? So what is your kingdom? Is it the life? It is the life, the friends, and the children that you live with, the people you work with. And when we die, we will keep living this kingdom of life in a new dimension. Everything that we learn about God's kingdom will apply to God's kingdom there. Everything that you need in this life is given to you if you see it. Matthew 6, 25 to 34. I'm going to read a long section, but I think we need to hear it. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than a bird? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? 
How many people can grow a foot just by thinking about it? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So if we seek first the kingdom of God, we will have food. We will have drink. We will have clothes. We will have a place to live. God knows what we need. And not only that, he will bless us. When we seek his kingdom, when we see what he's doing and get involved, then God honors us and we have money. And as Adam read, there's riches in our house. Hallelujah. God is generous. When we're generous, he blesses us. God is, uh, is just so good. You know, uh, I, I, I had a discussion with God the, the day I got born again. So I'm, I'm in, uh, this, this friend of mine told me I'm going to go see a prophet in the fall. And I needed a miracle because the doctor had said if, It'll take a miracle for your mom to live more than six months. So I, I was looking for a miracle. And uh, I went to this Ken, I, I, I went to visit my friend and we had to go to Richmond, Virginia. And uh, it was during the energy crisis. And so we had to queue for gasoline. And uh, <laughs> it was 1977. Anyway, what I didn't know was it was a Ken Copeland Evangelistic Association meeting. And uh, Ken Copeland's an evangelist. And so as I get near the, uh, the auditorium, I see people carrying Bibles. And I go, what have I got myself into? <laughs> anyway, so we're sitting there. And, and the, the first message, uh, about halfway through the message, he puts his hands on his stomach. And then he goes, I don't know why I said that. Somebody in here needed it. And boom, I got hit by the Holy Ghost. I knew my mom had been healed back in Rumson, New Jersey. And uh, anyway, and then uh, after that, every time he made a point, he, this voice in my chest would go, that's right. And i go, who's that? <laughs> 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 the Holy Spirit was talking to me. He was going, that's right. And, and, uh, and then my, my goal in life at the time was to make a million dollars. Of course, I was broke, and I didn't have a job. But <coughs> anyway, so God says, I want you to give away a million dollars. 
And so I said, well, Lord, you know I'm broke. And, <laughs> and, and then I said, but, because I'd been to a Ken Copeland meeting, and he talks about this stuff all the time. Yeah. So he, I said, well, I could give you what I have, and then you would bless me, and then I could give you more. And like that, I could give you a million dollars. So anyway, it took 20 years, but we gave God a million dollars. And, you know, we were just faithful with what we knew. And I remember I went to my first or only R.W. Schambach meeting. Has anybody ever heard him on the radio? Back in the day. Yeah, that was also back in those days. And he had a meeting in the Bronx. And, and when we got there, I was expecting to see a tent because he's got a tent. <laughs> well, there was no tent. There was all these chairs under the sky. And, and he gets up and he goes, uh, a big storm today knocked down my tent. How many people, if you had $1,000, would give me $1,000 to buy a new tent? And all these people are jumping up, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm not jumping up and down. <laughs> and he says, I guess the rest of you have $1,000. <laughs> anyway. So when it's time to take the offering, <laughs> when it's time to take the offering, God tells me to give $1,000. And I look at my wife, who's sitting next to me, and I say, God told me to give $1,000. And she looks at me and she goes, he told me the same thing. And so we wrote a check for 1000 and we put it in the basket, and it totally took away the pain. The fact that we'd heard from God, you know, and that we had never given anybody a check that big before. That was the first. Anyway, so God blesses our giving. Uh, now back to the message. <coughs> Therefore, when Jesus says, repent, change the way you th think, he's saying, one, change the way you think about God who he is, what he thinks about you, and what his purpose is for you. Two, change your mind about yourself, who God says you are, what you're supposed to do with your history, and what your role in God's purposes is. And then three, change your mind about your reality. First of all, determine where you get your reality. What is the nature of the world I live in? And what is the season, the time, and the place that I find myself? What's available for me to work with? Kingdom is where you rule and reign. So if in your house you can make something happen, you are reigning in your house. If you can only make something happen in your car, then you're ruling and reigning in your car. So your kingdom is where you, what you choose to do gets done, right? That's where you rule and reign. So we are all kings. Jesus has written on his robe, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Because we are kings, and he is our king. So when we 
live a Jesus life. We are doing things God's way. And it's not a, what's the right word? Hindrance. It doesn't hold us back. It, it doesn't make things go slow. In fact, things go faster. <laughs> things go better. And things are blessed when we do things God's way. But, you know, if before I was born again, I didn't understand that at all. Totally. So no matter how depressed or how despondent you may feel, you're a king or a queen in Christ. And you have dominion where your will gets done. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us to say, Matthew 6.10, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom of God is the same on earth as it is in heaven, and it's coming here. And when we go to heaven, it's the same kingdom. So as we learn to live the kingdom life on earth, It'll serve us well because we're going to live it eternally. Hallelujah. So the kingdom life is a great life to live. Because besides seeing God do miracles, signs, and wonders, we are honored, we are blessed, we have riches, and God gives us length of days. And I'll, I'll quote those scriptures in a minute. Jesus wasn't saying put the kingdom of God on the top of your to-do list. He was saying that the kingdom of God has to be within you and the center of your existence. Jesus says that if you are a disciple of Jesus, then the will of God has to be the central organizing principle yes, right. of your life. And then... That's what you do. That's how you do it. That's how you think about it. That's how you conceptualize or conceive or plan what you're going to do because you're using kingdom principles That's right. and you're doing it Jesus' way. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and the Bible will give you instruction. Hallelujah. <laughs> and God is everywhere. And when we repent and see it, when we get it, then all of a sudden we realize that we are participating in the kingdom of God. And there's no winners or losers. We're just all God's children doing his thing. Hallelujah. And he takes care of the blessings. He takes care of the honor. He takes care of the length of our days. Hallelujah. If we are kings, then Jesus gets to put King of Kings and Lord of Lords on his robe. Hallelujah. So what have I said today? Jesus came preaching the gospel. He said, repent and believe the gospel because I have come and I brought my kingdom with me. And it's yours. Jesus is not holding anything back. The kingdom is ours. He gave us the kingdom. And if we get it, if we see it, 
if we repent and understand it, then we experience it. We live it. It becomes central to our existence. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit that will... Oh, excuse me. And how do we receive the kingdom? By... What's the word? Repenting. And changing what we believe about God, about ourselves, and about this world. Also, by his Holy Spirit and by the word of God. It is in... It is the Holy Spirit that will reveal what the Word of God means. It is the Holy Spirit that will heal, give words of knowledge, words of wisdom, tongues, interpretations of tongues, faith, working of miracles, prophecies, and discerning of spirits. It's not luck. It's not hard work. It is God in you, around you, and through you. God in you, around you, and through you. It's not luck. It's not hard work. It's God in you, around you, and through you. God is going to use you when you're able to be used. If you see it, you say, wow, God wants to use me. Hallelujah. 1 Kings 3, 5 to 14. We're going to talk about Solomon. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, you've shown great mercy on your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in upright of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne, and it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people too numerous to be numbered or counted." Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? So that's what he asked for, a discerning heart, wisdom to be a judge. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor have asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any be like you uh, shall any like you arise after you? And I have also given what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings of all your days. So if you walk in my ways 
to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. So first, God gave him wisdom and a discerning heart to judge the people of Israel. And then God gave him honor and riches. And then he said, if you walk according to my ways, I will lengthen your days. Is that everything? Is that the whole ball of wax? <laughs> so what's, what's our job? To repent to change the way we think about God, about ourselves, and about the world we live in. And we will see, we will tune in to what God is doing. And it's not about winning or losing. It's not about hard work. It's not about luck. It's about the grace of God. He will bless us. He will give us the kingdom. We will have honor. We will have riches. We will have length of days. And we always have wisdom because the Holy Spirit is in us and we read the Bible and we get wisdom from God. Amen. Hallelujah. Is that a kingdom? Is that Jesus's kingdom? That is the kingdom that Jesus brought to earth. So Adam and Eve were given, let's see. Adam and Eve were given the right to dominion, but they, they lost it. But we get it back when Jesus came. But it's not like we're the only person on earth. You know, God trusted Adam. He brought all the animals to Adam, and Adam named all the animals. I mean, God honored him, trusted him, but he, he, uh, he didn't make it. God probably knew he wouldn't make it. Anyway, so when Jesus came, he brought the kingdom of God with him. And as we get an eye or a handle, as we begin to see the kingdom of God operating in this earth, we get to participate in it. And it's not luck. It's not hard work. It's not because I'm so smart. Yep. It's God gives me wisdom, and I begin to participate in the kingdom of God, and that brings honor. It brings riches. It brings length of days. And you know, when I get to be my age, when Adam's dad gets to be his age, length of days is a lot more valuable than when I was 40. <laughs> it's a lot more valuable than when I was 20. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, you know, hey, another 20 years sounds good to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so when we repent and believe that Jesus has brought the entire kingdom of God to earth, and that he has given it unto us, given it unto us. That's all we have to do, is repent, and he has given it unto us, the whole kingdom of God. Nothing held back. And we are to rule and reign in it and with it. 
Then he gives us wisdom with the Bible and the Holy Spirit. And in addition, he gives us riches and honor and he will lengthen our days. Hallelujah. God is really in the blessing business. Are you getting this? Yeah? Okay. So does anybody want to get born again? Everybody here's a brother or sister. Hallelujah. Does anybody need healing? Okay, come on up. Thanks for listening to the Rescue Church podcast. We would love to see you in person. For more information, visit rescuechurch.tv slash invite.